Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Content and Cafecito podcast. I am your host, Kathy Keaton. Y'all, how you doing? Literally, how you doing? And disclaimer, if you hear like, I don't know what it is. It's like wheezing or like whirring in the back. It's because my fan is on. You know when your fan starts making that weird noise? Also, Ali is extremely vocal in the back. So there's that. But anyway, (laughs) clearly you can see that I have a lot going on, right? But how are you guys since last week? Um, Last week, I did get a lot of great feedback on my last episode because I just felt like I had to pour out my heart to coaches online and also to people who are wanting a coach. You know, sometimes it can seem really confusing online. So I really wanted to like thank you guys for all of the positive feedback that I had on that. And also, I saw that one of you guys had left me a review. It was so, so, so sweet. Let me actually read it. This will be actually really cute if I read it. So let me pull it up. It is a review. And if I've already read this <clears throat> in my previous episode, then I'm sorry. But I just get blown away every time that I see this review on here. And I like it's a, it's a, this is a podcast that I'm doing for the first time alone. So sue me if i'm excited and it basically said it's like a conversation with friends i've been following kathy for a while and now i get to follow up as if we're hanging out in my living room i love the variety from content creating tips to her thoughts on influencer hot topics definitely worth the worth the listen um thank you so much because that's exactly what i made this podcast for i wanted it to be like we're just like chilling in the sala like talking to each other and having like a super casual conversation of course i'm going to be teaching you guys some content strategy here but this is the place where i can be like truly i can not be like unfiltered because i am just an unfiltered person (laughs) that's why the other podcast that i have with bianca is called the unfiltered podcast but i did this podcast so that a podcast is something very different than like instagram right on instagram there is a certain like not like formality, but there's like a certain like way of speaking, way of life that you have to have on like Instagram. But a podcast is like completely raw. You know what I mean? If you understand that, then let me know. Um, but it's not like, I'm not trying to say like, because I know y'all about to say it. I know y'all about to make it. I know y'all probably thinking that in your head. Like, oh, she's trying to say that podcast is real. Instagram is fake. That's not what I'm saying. So calm down. <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that on Instagram, you can't speak freely that often on Instagram because, you know, you have the the risk of legal action and all of that stuff. Like people can cancel you. Like I could say whatever the heck I want on my podcast. <laughs> it just is what it is. That's the, that's the purpose of having a podcast. And that's why a lot of men have podcasts now. And we're not even going to get into the topic of men having podcasts because I don't believe that all men should be allowed to have a microphone. I, I like, I, I'm sorry, I don't. Except for Jay Shetty, because he's literally, and maybe like the basement, the basement, what is it called? The basement podcast, something like that. But that's it. But a lot of uh, men should not have podcasts. Like, just go on TikTok and look up men with podcasts and you'll just understand why <laughs> if you don't. Um, But yeah, so... Basically, let me just update you guys on what went on. So I know that like my last episode, I was talking to you guys about my carpal tunnel, how I just had like got diagnosed with carpal tunnel. Well, it got worse. So I had to get 
a stupid injection today for pain because it's like it's getting so bad and the thing is that i am following all the doctor's orders so i'm not being like irresponsible but it's just killing me it's my dominant hand too so it's like i can't do nothing about it what i'm gonna do like not use it and i have to work like it just is what it is so yeah hopefully you'll get better but i am hanging in there but besides that um i really want to know how you guys are doing so i'm gonna i think i'm gonna start doing like a poll in the mornings of when i um i release the podcast like when the podcast is live i'll maybe do a poll in the mornings especially because i'm doing this on wellness wednesday to just ask you guys how you're doing because i really want to know how you guys are doing i really want this to be like a true conversation like pretend that i am in your kitchen right now we're having coffee like let me know how you're doing because I really want to know. Um, and speaking of canceled, <laughs> I just might get canceled for this episode. And I know that I said that the last episode, but this is the episode where I am letting it all hang out. Figuratively. So calm down. <laughs> but I am letting it all like hang out. Like if you are new here, um, I'm going to get into my story. So basically the story of where the story of me in the for the past like two three years right because in the past two three years a lot has changed and I wanted to get into it because I know that the winter is coming I know that the holidays are coming and the multi-level marketers and MLMers and girl bosses are going to be on the prowl and I want you guys to protect yourselves. And you, this will all make sense when I'm, telling, when I'm finished telling you my story. But I really want you guys to not follow my example. So this is going to be the story of me escaping <laughs> the MLM. And I know that it sounds dramatic, but I literally, that was a very traumatic moment in my life. <clears throat> and it wasn't that long ago so that it's the fact that it's fresh in my mind I figured like okay let me just like tell you exactly what happened why and how easy it was for me to get into it let me just let me just get into it right so let's flash back to August of 2020 right the the pandemic was in full swing you know we were on lockdown in the summer and my husband had lost his job so I was working at the hospital still and we were now a one income household so I was just like dang like now we really got to cut back like it's great that I'm only working one day in the office like it's good but like we really got to cut back plus I had gained a lot of weight so I wasn't feeling really good about myself and I wasn't, um, I wasn't very motivated. So I was like, I need to, I need to lose weight. Like I need to get myself together. And it wasn't only about losing the weight. It was about me finding, like me being happy again. And me like, it was like everything was happening at once, right? It was, I was getting cabin fever from being home. And I know that you guys can resonate with that. Like I love, I'm a homebody now, but in the beginning when it was like an adjustment, I was like, um, I'm home again. <laughs> 
I'm sick of this. But I'm like, where am I go? So it was a mixture of that. Me gaining a lot of weight. Me always being so fatigued and tired because of the weight that I was gaining. Um, I started to get really depressed, really anxious. And um, then I was the only breadwinner in the house. So it was just so much at the same time. So one of my friends was um, in a MLM. For the sake of legal reasons, just to protect myself, I'm not going to say the name of the MLM, but I, I'm i pretty sure you guys know this already. So if you want to DM me and ask me what the name of it was, I'll gladly say it. Um, so she was part of the MLM and she was a coach there. I'll say I'll do like a um a quote unquote coach and she knows that she was a, a quote unquote a quote unquote coach there too. So it's not like I'm throwing her under the bus. She knows that too cuz she could say it now. Um and she was just like, "Oh, hey girl, like um she she actually didn't even DM me. She was posting um results that one of her clients had gotten. And I was just like, "Dang, like she was able to lose weight, like she looks great, like this is amazing." So I was like putting all of my um my questions together and I asked her like hey like what did you do to to do this? Like how does she do this? And she was like, "Oh, she joined like my 21-day challenge, whatever." So I was like, "Okay, like let me know the prices." She let me know the price. I was like, "Absolutely not because I only have one income." But then I was like, "You know what? Like if it's going to be replacing some of my meals, let me just um let me go for it, right?" So I joined as a client. So I joined as a client. I made, um, I mean, I lost like 14 pounds in the first three weeks, which is not healthy whatsoever. I can say that now because I'm on the other side of it. It wasn't healthy whatsoever, but I did. And so um, then I was introduced to the business opportunity. And of course, um, whenever you're in it, that's their goal, right? Every client, because I, only because I know like the behind the scenes now, Everybody that they want as a client, they eventually want to be a coach. They eventually want to join the business because that's how they make money. The more people that they bring in, the more people that make money, the more money they make. So obviously that attracted me because I had one income. (laughs) So I was like, I need another income. So just let me know what to do and I'll do it. At that point, I was desperate. I was so desperate and I was just like, and the thing is that the the coaches in the team were super nice. They were very like welcoming. They were very encouraging. So I was just like, oh, this is dope. Like I'm being part of a community of women that's like super um encouraging. Um, so I was like, all right, let me do it. So I started making money because I started po- I started doing the same thing. I started posting my results. I started posting the people I was helping results, whatever, right? So I started making money and I started making good money. Like I was making money that was basically almost replacing the income that my husband would have had. So it was consistent. The thing is that in order for me to keep up with the consistency, I basically had to sell my soul. It was like no days off. If you were taking a day off, like let's say you wanted to like take the Saturday off to spend with your family, it was always questioned like why you why are you not posting why are you not working on your business if you don't work on your business it's as if your store is closed and people are not going to know what you sell 
And it's crazy that I'm on the other side of this now because that is not a strategy. That is literally not a marketing strategy at all. Instagram only requires you to post four times a week and stay active four times a week or four to five times a week out of the seven days in order for you to stay consistent on the algorithm. It's different if you take a whole week off, then obviously the algorithm is going to reset for you and then you're going to have to build up your engagement again. But in order for people to still see your content, to engage with your content, you have to be active only like a little more than half of the week, not every single day. So first I'm going to say the good parts about when I joined because it's very small (laughs) and then I'm going to get into the meat of this episode. So basically the good parts were, like I mentioned, I was making money. So that was something that was that my family needed at the time, right? Um, I did lose weight, which is what my goal was at the time. My goal was to lose weight. I lost like 50 pounds. So that was that was a huge accomplishment for me because I had never lost that much weight. So I was feeling great. I was energetic. Um, and there was like a sense of community, right? And accomplishment, especially when you, the more money you make, you know, the more money um the the higher on the of the on the ladder you go so to speak like because it's a multi-level marketing you know the higher level you go the more money you're making however that was that was only the good parts right so that was it (laughs) that was it um so the thing is there was also a lot of toxic positivity right the thing about me is that If you guys know me, like, if you don't know me, I'm going to introduce myself right now. I am a person that I try to see the the positive in everything. But if you are expressing to me that you're feeling some way that's not positive, I'm not going to disregard it. I'm going to acknowledge that you're feeling that way. I'm going to help you through it, right? However, when I was in the team, I noticed that as a coach, remember, now I'm not a client anymore. Now I'm a coach. I was seeing a lot of toxic positivity. So it was like, oh, if you wake up and you're not in a good mood, then you got to fake it till you make it. Or like, don't let your audience see or don't let your followers see that you're not in a good mood. Or it would be like, um, I remember, oh my God, I, I always remember this. One of the coaches, her grandmother or grandfather, one of her grandparents had passed away and because she was so influenced by her upline, which is basically like her her coach, she was so influenced by them, she showed up on Instagram anyway. And then the minute that she logged off Instagram, like she will come on to the little like powwows that we would have and she would be sobbing. And I'm like, girl, you need to take a break. You need to like, you need to take a break off social media. You need to disconnect. You have to be able to grieve. And she was like, no, because I want to be able to like run my business. And I'm like, girl, like your clients will be there. Family is more important. This episode is sponsored by my one-on-one private mentorship program, Passion to Profit. Have you ever had that burning desire to convert your idea into a business, but you didn't know where to start? That's what Passion to Profit is for. Together, we'll work on your business plan, professional website, and your offers and services for your clients. And you know, I'm going to include some social media in there and also content creation to make sure that you get your business out there. You can choose from either my three or six month program and have me as your guide to start the business of your dreams, all while navigating through imposter syndrome and recovering from burnout. 
And for my podcast listeners, anyone that listens to this podcast and is interested in joining the Passion to Profit program will receive $100 off of admission using the code PASSION. So make sure that you DM me the code PASSION. Let me know that you are a listener of this podcast at Content and Cafecito Podcast. And we'll talk about how we can start the business of your dream. Now let's get back to the episode. But the thing is that it was so toxic that Another thing was like, you couldn't voice your own opinion. Oh, God forbid, honey. I was, I'm not a yes man. So listen, if I don't agree with something, I'm not going to just say yes to it. Like that's just not, that's not happening. Um, but they were so used to that, right? So the one upline that was basically like the, at the top of the, of the leaderboard, <laughs> um, she basically was like the, the team leader, right? And because everybody was a yes man toward her, she felt like people, it was almost like they were like worshiping her in a way. I wasn't about to worship nobody. I worship God. That's the only person I worship. So I'm sorry. And that like made her have like a huge ego. So whenever somebody like disagreed with her, of course, all of the people that I started to call her minions um, were just like, oh, Kathy, you're being very negative. And I'm like, I'm not being negative. I'm just not agreeing. That Like, it's okay to disagree with somebody and to have, like, differences of opinion. That's what makes us human beings. That's what makes us different people. So it's completely okay to do that, you know? Like, it's all right to have a difference of opinion and maybe, like, come together and, like, either agree to disagree or to just compromise and meet in the middle. I That's literally part of healthy human relationships. But... The minute you voiced your own opinion that was contrary to what they believed in, it was considered you were being negative, right? Um, and the and the thing is, I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal with like, okay, like I need to be able to be in a space where I and the thing is, I don't want you all to agree with me either. I don't want everybody to agree with me. I want to be able to voice my opinion in a safe space where we can healthily agree or disagree with others and we it doesn't have to be an argument it doesn't have to be like somebody is like shunned or cast away or like discouraged from voicing their opinion like that makes absolutely no sense that's not even a community then now it's just a toxic click and that's what it turned into and it wasn't only her it was her sister so it was like the 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 sister upline gods <laughs> I just made that up but it literally was like so it was they were so egotistical it was disgusting it was to the point that I was just like this is no longer a safe space for women like this is not a safe space for women this is not a group that I would want to bring other women in and speaking of that the crazy thing is that as somebody like let's say somebody is in a business for like five years right and a new person wants to join their business you would think that the person that has the most experience would bring that new person in as more of like a mentor and mentor them so that they can get, you know, skills and experience and try to get to that level, right? That was not it. It was not it. It was basically like, I'm only helping the people that I have brought in and only for a certain amount of time. Because if you're not making enough money by this point, there's no reason for me to talk to you. 
I remember her saying like, oh, this person isn't making enough money. So what are they even doing? Like, why are they even on my team? And I was like, what? I thought that this was about community. People start businesses for different reasons, you know? For example, I'll take my own example. I started the business part-time because I had a job. So I was doing this around my part, my full-time job. And it was so discouraged. It was like she only cared about the people who had joined to literally give their entire life to the company. And that's another thing. When joining an MLM, I don't know if somebody needed to tell you this or I don't know if you knew this already, but you are not owning your own business. And I know that that phrase is put out there a lot, especially with like other MLMs that are just like, oh, you can own your own business. Like you don't own your own business. You don't make the rules. You don't make the products. You don't make the services. You literally don't. You still have to follow and abide by the company's rules that you are promoting, the company's rules that you are working in, and they have their own pay guidelines. So even if you want to make $50,000 in a month, you have to do the work in order to make that. And it has to be under their price guidelines. So you're not owning your own business. You're literally working for them. And that's, I had to work, I had to learn that the hard way. I was already an employee at the hospital, so I literally became an employee for the MLM company too. Like, that's just real talk. I also didn't ever have creative control. And this was actually the turning point of when I knew that I had to separate, right? So it was coming to a point that we used to have uh, meetings every Monday, Every Monday was like team meeting, we're all going to get together. And what I thought would be like a meeting to encourage everyone to basically like teach strategy, teach them how to uh, do better things on social media. It started that way. But as the team got bigger and bigger, it became that only the team leader was speaking and everyone else had to listen. And it was more like a lecture. Like, oh, if you're not up to this level yet, then I don't know what you're doing. Or if you're not making this much a month, then what are you even doing here? It was basically very condescending. It became very rude. It became very um, discouraging. It was very disparaging. It was very like, basically like, if you're not doing what I'm doing, then you need to get out. And it was, it was, it was up to the point that I stopped joining them. Oh, and God forbid, honey, like God forbid I had a meeting. God forbid my um, Ollie was acting up one day and I couldn't join the team meeting. The next day it was just like, oh, thank you to everybody that joined the team meeting. And those of you who didn't, obviously you don't take your business seriously. Like that's, (laughs) it was very mean girl. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So the thing about the creative control is that, of course, I joined a challenge as a client, right? So there was challenges every month. And if you know the company that I'm talking about, you see them always promoting their 21-day challenges every month, right? So usually for those challenges to promote them, you have a flyer. I create certain promotions for my business now to, you know, to promote whatever masterclass I have going on. So everybody creates a flyer. So the thing is, Each team used to create a flyer, 
but there was only like one or two people in charge of creating it that were like self-assigned. Like they basically assigned themselves in charge of that. And sometimes they were all right, but sometimes they were ugly. But God forbid you said that they were ugly. God forbid you wanted to change it. It would take all day for anybody to get on the same page about colors, about fonts, about anything. And it turned to the fact that they just literally did what they wanted anyway. So I used to create my own flyers. Ooh, and they didn't like it. They were like, oh, if one of your clients or one of my clients sees that you're posting a different flyer than us, they're going to think that we're not part of the same team. And it's like, that's not even what it's about. Who cares? That's not what it's about. If your goal is to truly help people lose weight and to get healthier, why does a flyer matter? Why? Now, listen, I'm all about um, the message rather than the image. But, I mean, I wasn't going to put something that I didn't agree with on my page. I'm not doing that. Also, when it came to like triggers, like trigger words, right? Where they were just like, oh, you have to earn your meals. I, I remember it was around like Thanksgiving. And I think this this was the point where I was just like, I, I almost lost it. It was a point where it was like Thanksgiving and they were promoting their 21 day challenge for around Thanksgiving. And they were like, oh, you should earn, you should put like, we can earn our meal. And I'm like, you can't put earn your meal for a 21 day challenge around Thanksgiving. First of all, you shouldn't be earning your meal for anything. That's number one. And I ain't even got to get into that. I would just forward you to my friend B for that. Cause I don't even got to get into it. But you putting, like, if you were in the real world, then you would realize the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of those days in the world, in real life, is the highest amount of people that are triggered by not only depression, anxiety, but also eating disorders as well. It just is what it is. And as somebody who has depression and anxiety and is aware of all of those other issues that are facing like especially women today if somebody is telling me that I need to earn my meal I am not joining whatever they're selling I'm sorry what if I'm a recovering like I'm a recovering person with an eating disorder I'm not going to join that it's going to send me into um back right back into freaking um my eating disorder like, no. And the sad part is one of when I was sharing my story, like when I first left the MLM, one of the girls that was following me said that she had joined the same team that I was on a few years back before me. And she said that it had put her into into um, what is that called? When you are out of your when you have recovered from your eating disorder, then you go back It like put her back into it. Which is so sad. Like you you really have to be careful. Really, really, really have to be careful when you are promoting something online. Because first impressions mean a lot. And although I was always honest in my dealings with people and my clients, I was never promoting something that I didn't use, even though they told me to. I was never promoting um, products that I didn't like. I'm not going to tell you to take a product and I don't even like it. I'm not going to do that because that's dishonest. How do, and I don't understand how like people can sleep at night doing that. For example, because I'm going to say it. I might get canceled for this or they might report this, but I don't care. The upline 
was promoting the skincare line that was in the company, but she didn't even use it. She was like, oh, this cleared my acne. And I'm like, sis, you just told us on like a call that we had the other day that you used Accutane to cure cure your acne. So this is false advertising. Plus, word through the grapevine, because, you know, this world is, is, is big, but it's not that big. This world can be small. She wasn't even using the products. How are you promoting something that you're not even using? So let's put a pin in that for a minute, right? So let's go back to the little Thanksgiving, um, the Thanksgiving uh, bomb that happened. So basically, we're doing like the 21-day challenge, right? And I made my own um, flyer and I promoted it myself. And they basically were just like, I basically told them in the group, I was like, hey, like this is, um, this is, this is promoting diet culture. And they were like, no, Kathy, you don't really have to be negative. And then they all started, they all started it. It was like one person said I was negative. Then one more person said it. And then another person was like, yeah, Kathy, da, da, da. I was just like, okay. So I just stopped talking. And listen, apparently I was considered one of the quote unquote leaders in the group because I was at a certain level. And it was only like six of us that were in that group among like 30 that were in that were coaches. So if I'm going to stop talking in the group, you're going to notice. So I'm over it now. Now... The thing with me is that I'm not going to go back and forth with you. I'm not going to go back and forth with you. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to do any type of like silly high school drama because I'm too old for that. That was 15 years ago. I'm good. I'm t- that was I was way too old for that. So I was like, I'm not doing this with y'all. I'm just not going to talk. Now, y'all won't get my input for anything. Now, if y'all want to ask me a question, y'all going to hear crickets because I'm not saying nothing. Why? So that I can say something and you won't agree with it and then I'm going to be negative? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make absolutely no sense. So what they also started doing is that since I stopped talking about it, then um, they used to cut me. It was me and another, um, me and, and my friend B and then another girl. They started cutting us out of conversations because they knew that we didn't agree with it. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I'm going to just keep doing me. I'm going to just keep, I'm, I'm going to stay on my health routine and I'm going to um, keep helping my clients like I usually do. And that's it. That's it. There's only so much that you can do, right? That was a time that I really had to learn to pick my battles. But I think the straw that broke the back <laughs> was when in December, after all of that happened in December, I didn't work that hard in my business because I already had, I was like one foot in, one foot out. And when I'm like that, I'm like, okay, I need to make a decision of what whether I am staying or whether I'm going. I really need to make a decision. So I remember that we had a, so basically what had happened is that we had had a meeting and I had thought to, I had, I had told them, I was like, listen, the meetings have been very repetitive and only one of us has been talking. So I think that we need to switch it up. I think that we need to, um, teach them more about like, 
appeal to more of the coaches who work part-time because there's a lot of coaches on this team that work part-time that can really benefit from it. And me, as somebody who works part-time, I can lead the meeting if you guys want. I can show them like tips on how to prevent burnout. I can show them tips on um, how to utilize their very limited time. Like I can show them tips on that. They'd be like, oh yeah, that's great, right? So then when that happened, when we had that meeting, I thought about it and I was just like, what if I create, this is some completely separate, right? What if I create a self-guided course that can help other people that are in MLMs or other people that are business owners that work full-time, that have very limited time? What if I create a self-guided course that can help a lot of people? That'll be dope. It would have, it would have nothing to do with, my, with the company that I'm working for or the MLM that I'm in. It'll just be a self-guided course that anybody on Instagram can purchase or anybody that has a link can purchase and they could just do it by themselves. That'll be dope. So I start working on it, right? And I was like, oh my God, this is great. Like I'm going to launch it in January. This will be so good for the new year, whatever. And I promoted it on my page. And it looks like one of the clients of one of the coaches saw it and they screenshotted it and sent it to her. And they were like, oh, is this part of us? And they send it to me and they were like, oh, Kathy, is this part of our company or is this something that you're doing separately? And I was like, oh, it's something that I'm doing separately. They were like, oh, um, is it free? And I said, no, it's a price on it because it's separate. They were like, okay, no problem. So then the upline, <laughs> that's how stupid that, she decides to DM me separately and it's like, oh, um, no. Before she said DM me separately in the group chat, she said, Kathy, I think me and you are going to have to speak about this because this doesn't set a good example for the rest of the team, especially because we don't charge for for teaching our people. We don't charge them for um, for professional development. We teach them for free and we freely give. And I'm like, I literally had a look at my phone and I was like, is she serious right now? Is is she kidding me? So she DM'd me separately and she said, she sent me like this long ass voice note that basically was like, um, sorry, that was Ollie. That basically was like, um, Kathy, I'm not sure what you're doing, but um, I do know that we as leaders, we need to set an example for other coaches and for our clients as well. And it's not fair that they um, are under the impression that they come here so that they can be taught for free and you're making this thing that they have to pay for. And I don't know if you're like thinking about leaving or thinking about doing this on the side. Like she, she went off. And so I was so like, so over it because the thing is, <laughs> like it doesn't it just doesn't make sense I literally told her I was like listen I can do what I want because I can literally do what I want like and that's on period I told her I said um I the course that I am creating is not only for people that are in our MLM the course that I'm creating is for everyone and I can do what I want so that has nothing to do with our company at all so Basically, she was like trying to have the last word and she basically was just like, well, 
um, then I'm going to have to remove you as a leader. And I was like, well, you didn't put me here as a leader. So I'm confused. So that's what it is. It was the ego. Her ego was so big. She thought that she had the power to like move around people like chess pieces and basically like tell them where they go and basically like, oh, I made you like I put you here. It's like, sis, like, come on, what are we doing? So I, it was at that point that I was just like, you know what? And I was praying. I was like, God, please give me a sign that I need to leave. Like, give me a sign that like, and that was it. I was like, you know what? You can remove me as a leader. I will no longer be here and I will delete or I'll remove myself from everything. I will no longer be part of it. And I dipped because it's one thing for you to tell me that something is like against company guidelines. That's one thing. But it's another thing if you personally just don't agree with what I'm doing and then you're trying to stop my bag. We're not doing that. That's not happening. So I left and I launched my course. And there were so many people that were grateful for it. They were like, oh, my God, Kathy, like, this is amazing. Like, I have been so burned out. Like, I'm looking for some type of remedy. Like, I'm looking for some guidance, whatever. There were people that were in that were coaches on her team. That were reaching out to me, asking me for help. And the gag is that the training that I was going to do for the team for free was going to be the material that was in the course. So if she just would have shut up and I would have done the training, she could have, they could have had the course for free. Boom. <laughs> just like, you see what I mean? So literally... There was already conversations happening behind my back, which I already knew. It was very catty. It was very immature. And I felt like I was just like, I feel like I am too old for this. I feel like I need to go. Like, it just doesn't make sense why I'm still going through this. And I am way too old for this. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Plus, I le- when the minute that I left, everybody that I thought was cool with me, everybody that I thought was on the same page as me, oh, they blocked me on Instagram they started reporting my post. They started reporting the unfiltered podcast, um, the other podcast that I have with Bianca. They started um, reporting that. All of our videos had gotten removed. Like it was like some bully behavior, like some mean girl bully behavior. But I was like, you know what? The truth is going to prevail. The truth will prevail. And that's what I'm telling you. Like, I can't speak. For all MLMs, I can't. But what I can say is that from somebody that was in one, it's not worth it. I would much rather that passion that you have to be part of some community, to be in a business where you're helping other people, and to have some type of business structure for you to do it alone. And I know that it's going to take you maybe much longer because you're going to have to create your own business um, framework. You're going to have to create your own prices. You maybe have to create your own services and your own products, but it'll be so much worth it because you will have complete creative control over everything. You will have control over everything and there will be nobody to tell you what you're going to do. Nobody to tell you that they disagree with what you're doing. Nobody to tell you that you can't do something. Because one thing that you're not going to do to me is you're not going to put me in a box. You're not going to tell me what I can and can't do when it comes to me helping people and me making my own money. And my clients that I had at that time even understood where I was coming from when I told them that I had to go. I was like, I no longer align with this company. I need to go. And I need to. And it was out of dignity. It was out of integrity because I am not going to 
promote first of all first of all the products were toxic okay my friend was getting severe migraines from it i developed like diagnosed generalized anxiety and depression like like seriously like i'm on medication now because of all of that i was on the reason why i was so quote unquote energetic is because i was i was intaking and consuming so much caffeine daily that if i didn't have caffeine i got a crazy headache and my body was like, sis, like, are you going to drink your tea today? That's why they are so addicted to the tea that they're just like, oh, my God, this tea is everything. This tea is everything. Yes, sis, because you're pumping your body with caffeine. You're pumping your body with products that are killing you. Literally. So that can be a whole nother episode. And I think that we actually on my the podcast that I have with B. I think we actually have an episode on all of the um, the toxic ingredients in those products. She actually has a post on it as well. Um, but it's just not worth it. It's not. So if you're listening to this and you have been either friends with somebody that was in, a, in an MLM or you were considering joining one and you really want to make an extra income and you don't know where to start, DM me because we need to talk. Like I will take you off the ledge <laughs> literally because it is not worth it sis and i know that other people have had a lot worse experiences than me and i know that my experience is just my experience but i know that my experience is not unique because the minute that i had shared my story when i had left so many people dm'd me and it was overwhelming the amount of dms that i had gotten saying that they had went through the same thing it was overwhelming So that just shows. And that was, and the thing is, it was from my specific team. It's just, the fact is that it was so manipulative. It really, it honestly taught me how to not be a business owner. And that is like literally the easiest way that I can say it. It was the most one of the most traumatic experiences of my life because I didn't realize that I was being manipulated until it was too late. I didn't realize that I was being basically desensitized. It, between that and then the cold DMs, the copy and paste um, message structure, the lack of a voice, the lack of creative control, like I was suffocating and I didn't even realize it until it was too late. But I cared about my own integrity and my good conscience more than I cared about making money. And a lot of people don't understand this. I took a huge pay cut when I left. Like, my husband was still not working. He was trying to find work and he still wasn't working. Unemployment wasn't cutting it. I took a huge pay cut. That was like a a guaranteed almost $1,000 I was making a month. You know how and you know how inflation is now. You know how expensive it is to live now, especially in the tri-state area. That was covering rent, that was covering bills, that was covering groceries, that was covering stuff. And now I knew that I had to go and I could have stayed. I could have stayed and just stayed for the money. 
because a lot of them in there are staying just for the money. A lot of people that are in the MLM that you've heard of, either the one I was in or any other one out there, don't believe in their products. They don't believe in what they're doing and they're literally just staying for a check. And that is not the way to do business. If money is the only thing that is keeping you in a business, then something has to change. Even in the full-time job that I have, of course, I wouldn't be doing it if I wasn't getting paid. It's a job. But I'm not going to be working at someplace that's suspect just to get paid. There are some people that do some really crooked things for money. And being in an MLM is one of them. It just is what it is. And I don't think I've ever like said that like that before. But that's truly how I feel. I honestly feel like it should be illegal. <laughs> I'm serious. Like the scheming and the manipulation. And the thing is like I'm still getting like cold DMs from people that are in that company that don't even know me. And it's like how do you even build a relationship like that? I literally block them automatically. I am not going to randomly follow somebody and start complimenting them on what they're wearing or complimenting them on their baby or complimenting them on food because it's obvious. I don't know you. I rather, and this is why I am the business owner I am today. This is why my Instagram strategy and my content strategy today, I try to teach my clients that. Because I would rather post content that attracts my ideal client, that gets people to message me saying, hey, I need help with this. Can you help me with this? I'd rather post content that attracts them rather than slide into somebody's DMs and get blocked. And the I would rather post clients to attract my ideal client and make money that way because I know it's going to be a genuine relationship and teach my clients the same thing. I help my clients now do organic growth. Listen, these people in these MLMs that have 20K followers, 18K followers, for 30K followers, they bought them, okay? They bought them. You cannot make an Instagram, and I will put, I will die on this hill. You cannot make an Instagram today and next week have 18K followers without purchasing followers. That makes absolutely no sense. And it doesn't even make logical sense. Let's say your Instagram got hacked and you had 18K followers, right? If you create a new one and let's say you were like, hey guys, my Instagram got hacked. Follow me at my new page. If you have 18K followers the next day, you bought some. Because you know the way the Instagram algorithm works. And if you don't know, I will enlighten you. Only 10% of your audience sees your content on the daily, which is why Instagram tells you to engage, to post, to post all types of um, content, reels, stories, lives, carousels, post all types of content and engage so that the more you engage, the more people engage with you and the more people will see your content. But on an average, your content is only seen by 10% of people. So these people out here that are like, oh, I, you know how obsessed the girls were in that team to get to 10K followers. Oh my God. They're like, we want to get a 10K. We want to get to 10K. Why? Why? I'm not even at 4K because I lost a lot of followers when I left. 
which was fine. But I'm not even at 4K and I'm already more successful than they are because I don't measure success in the amount of money that you have in your pocket. I measure success by where I am in my life, the amount of people that I'm helping and the way that I am helping them and the ability for me to change lives honestly. I don't have to use a schemey type of marketing system or a schemey type of product in order to help them change their life. I'm all about getting to the root of the issue and not just putting a Band-Aid on it. That is my Instagram strategy now. And I'm telling you, yes, I am super passionate about this because I can literally talk about this forever. But being in an MLM changed my life. And yes, I do regret it. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I, reg- I don't regret it because it made me stronger. No, I regret it. <laughs> if I didn't have to go through it, then I wouldn't have went through it. But what I can say is that it literally taught me what not to do in business. It taught me to make genuine relationships with people. To attract people with my content instead of DMing people or following random people that I don't know. I hardly follow people now. Like, if I see you doing something cool, I'm going to follow you because I want to see more of it. But I follow because I like your content. I don't follow with the intention that I'm going to hire you as my client. I mean, I'm sorry, that you're going to hire me as your coach. I don't follow you because I want you as my client. I don't engage with people's stories or their content because I want them to pay me. I engage with people's stories or their content or their posts or whatever because I like it. And if I don't like it, then I don't engage. Like, I don't understand how that's so hard to do. (laughs) It's social media. You have to be social, but you have to be honest. So it's like, why are you faking it? And this fake it till you make it stuff? Absolutely not. That's the whole reason I was burned out. I was burned out because I was always always, always connected. Always. Because if I wasn't, it was like, well, Kathy, obviously you don't take your business seriously. And I started to believe that. I was like, crap, like I really have to be connected. And it was burning me out. I wake up at 6.30 every morning for work. There are times that, especially at the end of the month, where they will have these long ass Zoom meetings for the end of the month. And they'll stay up till 3 a.m. because that is a time that the headquarters closes or that the end of the month closes because the headquarters are in California. So they're three hours um, behind us. So they're like, oh, we have until 3 a.m. And I'm like, I am going to sleep. Like, I need to get some sleep. But they would be like, oh, no. Um, shout, and the next morning, especially shout out to everybody that stood up um, until the end of the month. You could tell that they really hustled hard for their business. Like, what? Listen, I cannot stress enough how much better I feel now. Now, I don't have to work weekends if I don't want to. And guess what? I don't. If I want to make content on the weekends, I make content. No problem. If I want to um, go live on the weekend, I'll go live. No problem. But I don't talk to my clients on the weekend. And I've, I've set that boundary from the beginning. I don't. 
Not because of me being traumatized from the MLM, but because that's the boundary that I need to set. I work Monday through Friday. I want the weekends for myself. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. You don't have to explain that to anybody. And guess what? There are business owners out there that own their own businesses that choose to work on the weekends. And that's okay too. Everyone can choose to work their business the way that they want to. Nobody should be forced to be active every single day on social media at the risk of not being relevant anymore. If your clients trust you and you have built that trust with your audience, if you are not online for two days, your business is not going to fail. I have never heard of that in my life until I got to the MLM. They were like, if you're not active on the weekend, your business is going to go down the drain. No, it's not. Because guess what? If I'm going on vacation, I'm not going to be working. And let's say I, don't, I miss out on three possible sales I could have made. If they really wanted to buy a product, they would buy it. If I really want to join something, I don't need somebody pushing me to do it. And that's the difference between living in a scarcity mindset and living in an abundance mindset. I know that I pour so much into my clients when I am active and when I am working with them that I don't need to be attached to them all the time. I know that I pour so much into my Instagram for free content to provide to my audience. I giving them and serving them in the way that they need it that I don't need to always be online. I don't need to micromanage their social media experience. I don't need to micromanage my business. Because I trust that the way that I've set it up, it's going to work. I don't need to do that. And it's truly like appalling to me when people, especially women, because men is a different story. I can't speak on men because I'm not a man, so I can't speak on that. But women... Women in business always inspire me, right? Because of course, being a powerful woman isn't, is, is, it was frowned upon, basically. Like sometimes they call you the B word if you're like a very powerful and successful woman. It just is what it is. It's a double standard. There is nothing better that I love than a woman that is truly uplifting another woman, that a woman that want, in business that is successful, that is creating ways for other women to join her, to be as successful as her, that is literally creating ways for her to mentor and teach other women to get to where they want to be in terms of life, in terms of money, in terms of success, in terms of the way that they want to live their life, right? But there is nothing more annoying and disappointing that's a better word there's nothing more disappointing than a woman that is quote unquote successful and that is choosing to be condescending and discouraging to other women it is absolutely it's so disappointing because the potential that a woman of color has in this society as a millennial to be able to break generational curses, to be able to um, fill those generational gaps, to be able to provide for her family and then choose to be condescending and discouraging to other women, then choose to have like a, a mean girls click and exclude other women from it because they're not on the same level as them. That is the most disappointing thing 
that I can think of. Like that is, and that's probably the reason why, not probably, that is the reason why I'm so passionate about this subject because I strongly believe that with the amount of women that were on that team, they had the potential to do something great in terms of building up. But because they don't own their own businesses and they have to follow a certain framework, they were overcome with the love of money. And listen, the Bible says it, honey. And I'm not going to be one to like be on here like preaching the Bible. But the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all injurious things. And that's exactly what it was. They couldn't get enough of the money. So they wanted to do anything possible to get it. Up to the point where they were promoting things and trying to sell things that they didn't even use. If I walk into a store and somebody recommends something to me, or even a restaurant, and I do this all the time. And not to be putting people on the spot, but I be doing it all the time. If I'm walking to a restaurant and I'm sitting down and it's my first time there, I'm asking the waiter what they recommend. Hey, what do you recommend? Especially when it comes to drinks. Hey, what do you recommend? And if they point out something that's on the menu and they can describe it to me, then I know that they've had it. Or I love when I'm like, oh, can I get this? Is this good? And the waiter's like, no, I wouldn't recommend that. I love when they do that because it means that they're honest. They're not just saying yes because it's a $30 meal and they want a tip. They're being honest and they're telling me like, girl, you're not going to like this. So don't get that. Get this instead. That's what I like. And that's what that way the tip will be bigger, honey. You know what I mean? I hope I'm literally like, you know, when you like walk around the room and you're like talking, I'm like, I'm literally laying down right now with one hand in the air and I'm like stretching it out because I'm just so passionate about what I'm saying. But I really hope that me breaking down my story for you guys really gave you some insight as to why I'm so passionate about helping women now and helping them to really start a business of their own that they can call their own that nobody else has to take from them that nobody else has to basically like tell them how to run they can create their own rules they can take off days if they want to they don't have you do not have to be burned out trying to help other people you don't have to do it use me as an example of what not to do when you want to start your own business and if you are in the MLM and you really want to leave, don't let anything hold you back. Seriously. If you have that passion of yours that you really want to help people, and maybe it's in the same field that you are in in the MLM, but you want to help people on your own, DM me. Because I really want to help you. If I could help everybody if I can pull them out of MLMs and help them create their own businesses, I would. That's literally my goal. My target audience is not people who are in MLM, but my target audience is people and women who have limited time that really want to make a business out of an idea that they have. If it's a passion of yours, if it's something that you look like, I really want to help people to get healthy, or it could be like, oh, I really want to be a photographer and I want to like make people feel special on their special day. Or it could be something like, I really want to create like products that are natural for women to really enjoy when they have self-care days. Like, I want you to DM me and tell me your business idea because I want to help you. I know that I can help you. 
because I have literally been, I was in the MLM for almost two years and those two years of my life, I cannot get back. But those two years of my life, I have learned the biggest lessons when it comes to building a business for myself. And together, we'll be able to, like, I'm not even trying to, like, pit myself out right now. I'm not even trying to, like, um, promote myself right now. But I really just want you to understand that you do not have to be stuck in a place that you don't want I want to be in. If you are in a situation or in an MLM specifically, and you no longer feel a part of the community if you feel like you don't have a voice, if you feel like you are being restricted and you're being held back from your creative ideas, you do not have to be in that MLM anymore. You can leave. Even if anybody, everybody disagrees with you. At the end of the day, you are going to be the person that is going to have to live with the choice that you make. I had to live with my choices. And I really want to help you guys realize that you do not have to live with that if you don't want to. I really hope that you guys appreciated my story. I could literally go into so much more detail about this, but I don't want to be here all night um, or all day, actually. And I really hope that you have learned something from how I conduct business now, what my model is now and how it's so different than what I was exposed to. And if you have any questions, feel free to um, DM me. If you hear this episode and something resonated with you, please DM me at Content and Cafecito Podcast on Instagram. Let me know what you think of this episode and leave a review. Five stars only, please. <laughs> leave a review. And if you have a product out there and you're listening to this and you want me to try it, I will freaking like try it and um, promote it on the podcast. If I love it, I'm going to promote it. I want everybody to have it. Like, listen, pimp yourself out to me. I got you. Take this as free advertising, okay? If you want me to try a product of yours or you want me to try a service of yours, anything, send it to me, send me a DM, send it to me, and I will pimp you out on my podcast. So don't even worry about it. So until next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Wellness Wednesday and enjoy the rest of your week. Do not burn out on the weekend and take care. I will see you next week.